inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Good morning. You're listening to Outlook here on 94.9 CHW Radio Western. And we are back for Outlook. This is Carrie and Brian. We are, <laughs> it's our first episode of April and our first episode in a long time, actually. It's been yeah. probably a month or so. Yeah, time's sort of crunched together and also expanded extremely broadly for some reason everything going on in the world but we still wanted to um bring you some of our show for your monday morning and i uh, hope it's a good one wherever you're um social distancing is the term now yeah so this is a bit different today you might notice the quality of carrie's voice is a little different than mine especially if you're an audio obsessive person like me um, but <laughs> yeah. it, i think it's still turning out pretty well it should this should sound all right uh i've got carrie on facetime here I'm in in London here, and Carrie's back in Woodstock. So, yeah, I'm glad that we yeah. were able to figure this out. And well, yeah, for obviously for radio and for us in, in particular, sound is an important part of it. So we wanted it to sound good. We didn't want to just come, you know, on the air and do a show. Either way, we wanted to make sure it would be listenable. So, um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll be with you. you can... for, oh, sorry to interrupt. There, we'll be with you <laughs> up until 11:30. It's our half hour edition this week and then next week we do hope to have a special interview for our hour-long edition so stay tuned for that next monday yeah a little a little armchair travel which i write some travel pieces as a writer and it's it's a weird time right now obviously to write travel but um you know we do all hope to travel again someday and so it's good to sort of have things to think about and so we have a an interview with someone next week that'll take you out of wherever you may happen to be here in Ontario or wherever you're listening to this but but anyway um we thought we'd come back this week um but you can find us on Twitter at um Outlook CFB Outlook CFB yes it's been a while and, uh, yeah and you can email us uh Outlook on Radio Western at gmail.com if you have anything to add about today's topic or anything else um, so today I thought we would just sort of get back into it and, I mean, talk about what everybody's talking about, which is coronavirus, obviously. Uh, it's hard to talk about anything else, which yeah, and I, we still don't try. What I'm thinking about with this show is I still want to, I do want to take people's minds off this kind of stuff. So next week right. will be a good one where we're talking about travel and I mean, it's going to tie in a bit to that as well. But for the most part, it will be a bit of a distraction. And uh, But at the same time, we do keep up with current events on this show. So we have to definitely we have to talk about this stuff a little bit. So we're just doing it for a half hour, so that shouldn't be too long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so everybody's dealing with their own things, obviously, right now. Um, trying to keep in your house as much as possible, even though the weather's getting nicer, which we like to talk about that at the start of all of our shows. <laughs> so how's the weather today, Brian? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I haven't I've been, been inside. inside. I've been inside today so far. So Normally we have to walk outside to get into the radio st studio. So. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so, so sadly the studio at Radio Western is closed like most everything else. Um, so here we are and today I thought we would talk about the coronavirus and how it's sort of affecting our lives. But specifically um, per this theme of this show, um, 
how it's affecting people with disabilities and particularly people who are blind. Um, but first, sort of how has it affected your life? What are you sort of doing? Um, so, so for me, it's interesting Explain because for the listeners. I'm, I really love the outdoors and I like getting out, but just living, living where I do here in town and I don't have a balcony or anything, on, which is actually a bummer. Um, I don't, it's not super hard for me to be staying in. Um, it, it's, it's tough not being able to go out cause I do play, as I've mentioned on this show, I play in a couple of bands and I haven't been able to do that. And, uh, yeah, just, just things like that. Um, and not being able to hang out with friends and stuff kind of sucks but um overall it's not too bad for me but i know it's it can be a challenge um for a lot of people especially with technology i'm pretty versed in technology so it doesn't make it too difficult but you know there's some people out there that aren't as into that and it's well let's face it it's not the same i wish i was in the studio with you right now instead of sitting here um at home but i don't know overall it's like there's nothing i can do about it besides not go out I've been out for a couple walks, but that's about it because it's still important to get a little bit of fresh air. But other than that, I've been, I've been isolating and it's tough. It's a, it's an uncertain time. Um, yeah. So isolation is a big, is a big thing. And, uh, for a lot of people, but, um, I'm here sort of hunkered down in my house in Woodstock. Uh, I actually hear some kids voice, a kid's voice outside right now. Uh, I have neighbors who have little children, so you know, in their backyards, it's nice here. I have a backyard. Yeah, and you're uh, lucky because you do have a you live in have... a house there with a backyard, mm-hmm. which I wish I had. Yeah, so I have a backyard, and I also have a really nice deck out back. So I've been taking some tea, some peach tea out there every day, and just enjoying the warmth and hearing the birds. And uh, obviously, that cheers me up a little. But I'll, I'm like you, you know, I I never I never really run out of things to keep me occupied. I've always got something I can do. Um, but for people, like you said, who aren't as technology, you know, I mean, that's me, but I'm, I'm better than I, I ever and you were in the past. Been. Yeah. But for people who really struggle with that, then it can, can, um, becomes more isolating because, you know, all of a sudden you are bored and then, and it's that thing, right? When you're told you, you can't do something, then, then it's sort of all of a sudden something you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. It's. But um, yeah, I'm not going anywhere much. Um, have I'm lucky to have family who help me, you know, get essentials. Um, but uh, so the first topic is isolation, um, Which, and then technology and, yeah, is always and, the thing. In general, it's like anything. It's it po- it poses different challenges for visually impaired people um, compared to sighted people. Even though we all so, we're all in this together and we all face challenges. And that's what's great. I'm mean, not great about it, but that's what's you know helping me through a little. That it's you know the whole world's kind of going through this all at once. It's not like it's it's a disaster happening to one town or one you know province or one area of the country or the world. So you know every part of the world deals with it differently. And I'm I'm really happy to be here in Canada. The way we're we're sort of all pulling together is nice. Um, so that's good. But um, yeah, technology can be a struggle. I've been doing you know I I've, I've had to move my Pilates classes onto Zoom. And my writing group that used to meet in person, we have been doing, we've had, we made a Facebook group, um, but it's not the same. Yeah. Something like writing could be kind of similar, but something like Pilates, I don't know how much, do they, do they ever do any hands-on instruction when you, when you went to your Pilates classes or was it always just based on verbal instruction? So I found a class that's been very good for me with a teacher who's been very good with verbal um, dis- descriptions. Um, occasionally, she would sort of walk over, and she would do this for anybody who she's trying to sort of show them, you know, the correct way to, to you know, 
be do it following her 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 exercises she'll say is it okay if i touch you which is sort of just you know these days with making sure you have permission um to well any days people you know, should really put your ask, hand on someone that, but, but you always should have but as yeah. far as what blind people deal with a lot is that's one of the things i wanted to bring up is that when we're out and about in the world um a lot of sighted people will correct us and think they're helping by saying oh no it's this way and they'll sort of take you and, and sort of direct you by holding onto your shoulder or you know grabbing your arm kind of or nudging you so these days we're, we're told to keep uh, you know distance from people so blind people are still on on the odd times they go out they're still yeah, it's encountering actually, that it's interesting so. that you bring that up i i had read about that and then it actually did happen to me on, <laughs> on one of the one of the short walks i did take about a week ago oh really where there was some pylons or something there and i kind of stepped off on a certain spot and someone walking by some guy kind of uh touched my arm and said um no it's this way or something and i and i kind of reacted right away and i felt kind of bad about it but at the same time it's i mean in general that's that's always something we go through where i i you know i like i'm not the type of person that wants me i'm not going to just be like hey don't like do i'm not going to be mean about it because it's not a yeah, try um, not to snap but, but just in general without all this other stuff going on it's still another thing where it's like nobody really has the right to be touching someone in, in public but at the same time it's not usually done intentionally is that in that sense it's but it's especially in these times it just it felt really awkward and then i felt kind of bad about it the way i reacted and but but you didn't know. say you didn't really have any kind of a dialogue other than no i kind of just i caught it kind of just pulled away and, and <laughs> said no See, thanks, that, i'm okay that kind the, of yeah that would be the time to be like hey you know thank you for assisting me but you know we are supposed to keep distance yeah from each other. again you probably are. i should have brought that into it because it shows you just wonder is that one of the people who aren't following um directions and are you know and you also wonder if, if he even or... thought about that at all in that sense or mm -hmm. he was just trying to help and didn't even think about all this other stuff yep. going on so who knows but <laughs> awesome we have a good ex I, I was just going to talk about it you know theoretically but yeah. um you had a good uh real world example so that helps um but yeah, so we, you know, stuff like that. Um, yeah, a big part of it too is is uh, a friend who we're hoping to have on next week. Actually, who's blind, he was telling me that it's the same when he when he goes outside. Uh, the couple times that he has went out for a walk or had to had a, an essential thing he had to to grab from a store or something, he said being outside, being blind, you know, we're touching things all the time to cross streets. There's the buttons that you press on the light to cross and all that kind of stuff. So he he said he had hand sanitizer with him and was using it every time he did that. Um, where I've been walking in my neighborhood, it's right around the block. So there are no street crossings or anything to press really. So when I go out, I don't really have to touch anything, um, which besides my cane, um, you can open doors with your arm, right? Yeah. You try to, for them, although some you can't where it's a knob and you have to, um, turn, you don't have an option. Yeah. But yeah, just in general, being blind going out is, it adds another challenge because yeah, generally we, we do have to touch things more than other people would. And yeah, if you go into a store or whatever, you know, it's a little more tactile. You can use your hearing, you know, your other senses that you do have available. But uh, um, but luckily that limits those kind of things if you aren't really going out. And um, that leads me to another thing is, you know, the issue of staying in and other than essentials. So you've used grocery delivery systems before, right? But you don't regularly. Yeah, again, like Carrie had mentioned earlier, our parents are very helpful. And they, even though they don't live in the same city as me, they will... I'll send them a list and they'll bring me groceries or I'll go shopping with them sometimes when they're around. Um, but there have been a couple times in the past where they weren't available and I did get groceries delivered. And in general, it's been okay. 
I haven't done it enough to get too comfortable with it, but it it's tough doing things online because for one, there's so many things to look through and you don't know exactly what you're getting if you can't. I mean, in general, that's something we deal with even if we are at a store since we can't see, but um, knowing exactly what you're getting, what the products are, and then just learning those websites. Some of them are, there's so many options and they can be kind of confusing. And especially now with blind people, um, the slots are being taken up obviously because everyone's using it. Before it was pretty yeah. easy. You could just look and be like, oh, there's a slot available tomorrow morning. But now it's a few days in advance. And I did hear that they do have some exceptions. They have some uh, separate spots for people that do are more vulnerable or do have these disabilities. Um, but again, I, I was, I'm also not sure how that works or anything. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously they've they've set aside as in most stores I've seen the, around here. Um, the hour late in the morning from eight to nine is set aside for seniors or people with like low immune systems and different chronic health conditions. And I think we would be in that category. Yeah. But but the one thing I wanted to bring up about um, actually, if you ever would actually attempt going into a store for something, or if our friend in Ireland there has done it, um, because yeah, it is harder now with everybody at home and everybody being using services that are normally. It's normally only you know, people normally. like us that generally would use those services. Yeah. Whereas so now, now they're backed isn't. up for days and days. And there's just been no good plan, contingency plans for that. Um, the longer we're in this sort of situation we're in, they might work on that and find ways, you know, to work with that. And hopefully they can. Um, you know, more and more restaurants aren't just closing, but they're offering delivery. And there's so many more options now. Um but the the point of going into a store and doing it when we when we whenever I have done that in the past, I normally go to the counter and ask for a guide, someone to help me around the well, store. Well, yeah, and that's what I was out. about to bring up. And yeah. I'm not I haven't actually done this yet since this has all been going on, but I feel like that will be it would be hard to do at this point with with all of these. Yeah. So basically, for people who don't know, what you would do is you go into the store and you go to the customer service desk or whatever, and you ask for somebody in this in the, in the store to. Um, go around with you and help you pick out your items that you want uh and nowadays you know they may not be so willing to do that um you know they, they don't want they don't want to be close they want to keep their distance you know even working in a grocery store they as employees would keep their distance from employee uh, from customers at most in most cases but in this case you kind of need to be up close with somebody when you're describing items and so i'm not sure how that's working yeah people. it's kind of hard to say and like i said family has helped me out a couple times with all this going on plus I have had a few things delivered. Not, I haven't done a full-out grocery delivery yet because I've had help with from my parents, but I have done a couple things, um, just uh, no sponsor or anything like that, just a, a, a plug for <laughs> the Hungry Butcher here in London is a great a great spot, and they do delivery, so I got a meat, meat delivery the other day from them, um, and that worked out really well. I don't think they delivered prior to this going on, uh, so that that's awesome for getting that delivered, and that was the same day thing. I just called them up. I didn't even have to do it online called them up. He said what he had in stock. I asked, asked, got like picked what I wanted and then he delivered nice. it later that day. Um, the same thing happened recently. Uh, got some, some pies delivered. Um, well, it was your birthday. We, we were on air. Oh, I, didn't know, I, didn't, I was hoping maybe you wouldn't mention that, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was off limits. Um, it's happy. not really. But, but um, yeah, so you've had the pie delivery. So yeah, you've tried a different few different places, and I I was thinking about getting candy delivered to your house. <laughs> yeah, to my house. Um, and so all that kind of that stuff. When you find places like that that are aren't these major stores, and they have they're more they're a little easier to get to get stuff from quicker. Whereas I think 
bigger stores are more popular and uh, are a bit harder. So, yeah, you're clicking away there. Oh, why did you hear something? <laughs> I was ah. touching my braille display. Um, we're about halfway. We just reached the halfway point. You're listening to Outlook here on Radio Western, and yeah, we have and just on the show. Should I? I'd be totally, totally honest about technical issues that we're dealing with this, with the show. My phone is stuck on speakerphone for some reason, so oh. I don't know. You sound good. You I'll were actually cutting phone. out there a tiny bit, um, like <laughs> when you said "Happy Birthday." I think you were, but hmm. you sound good now. That was right when I went to speakerphone. Yeah, yeah, I could tell. Anyway, we're doing what we normally do with the station. In the station, we have our technology. We have our braille displays. You know, to keep track. Yeah, I'm of sitting here at home with my braille display, and Carrie's back in Woodstock with hers, and. Um, me being an audio engineer, I guess helps in this situation because I have my mixer set up here with definitely microphone for me and the phone, my phone's plugged into another channel and that's has carry on there. And yeah, it's actually seems to be working quite well. And I had been working on where you had been working with me and practicing, trying to teach me the board there at Radio Western, uh, to run shows. And I guess that's on hold for indefinitely. Yeah. At the t- for the time uh, being, I wasn't progressing that much anyway. I'm better doing this. <laughs> And we have to leave my house. But, um, yeah, so we're just sort of running through some of the issues here that blind people in particular, people with disabilities, are sort of thinking about now that we're in the middle of this, you know, COVID-19 um, pandemic around the world. And um, we have it pretty good here in Canada, I must say. Uh, but, um, you know, there are some issues that are kind of unique to blind people that, well, are be- kind of becoming more common for everyone so the one i wanted to actually bring up now is that um you know obviously we're not in school at the moment you you or i but um people who are in the middle of their education everything is moved online right right so the issue for that is that they and they didn't really have much time to plan because you know we're all sort of slow and reacting to all this it's the first time any of us are really dealing with this uh so most of the schools that I've heard of are moving online, but they, they only had a few weeks to set it up. March break was in there somewhere for the younger kids and stuff. And, but, um, you know, it's a challenge. Everybody using the Internet more and Zoom more and Skype more and Netflix. And so these platforms that the schools are using to continue education, there's been a lot of hiccups. Um, you know, people who aren't as good with technology, families who don't even have a computer or the Internet. So those are issues. Um but particularly for blind people, a lot of people have been pointing out that the issues that everybody's facing now are issues that blind people have dealt with. And, you know, it feels a little petty to talk about when there's serious life or death stuff going on around us. But really, you know, it's all your perspective and what you're you're dealing with. But um, these are the things that companies now, you know, people are um, working from home in their jobs and education it's all online. It's all being done virtually, if possible. And a lot of blind people and people with disabilities that I've been listening to have been sort of saying like, hey, you know, we've asked for accommodations for years and years and for adaptation and for more accessibility and for us to be able to work at home when we have our chronic illnesses and our chronic, you know, I'm not speaking just about blindness here now, but um, on a broader scale with chronic disease uh, and that a lot of blind people and people with disabilities want to do a job but maybe they need extra accommodations and haven't always felt like they were able to get that. You know, they were told, well, no, that that's just not possible. Sorry. Um, whereas now it's like the whole world's trying to adapt to this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 
and people are willing to make those those things work and blind people or people with disabilities are kind of like hey and we're sort of wondering how this will go after this sort of all hopefully calms down um will these things be acceptable in more and more situations and will that help us and benefit people with con- conditions that sort of need this stuff every day yeah well it think? is helping people i guess think out of the box a little more and the sense of oh we have like we're stuck right in this right now we have to come up with these accommodations for everyone whereas before when it's a smaller group like like blind people or whatever disability it may be it even though it should be it's not always as much of a priority and maybe this will will sort of change that a little bit and also when they do when they when they do switch all these schools to online for everyone then it it also includes making sure that this stuff is accessible for for uh, well screen readers and Right now in the U.S., I'm not, you know, we could do a more of a show with speaking to someone who's actually dealing with it because we're not. But in the U.S. in particular, um, something happening in the U.S. government when they're trying to create this, this package to help everybody, you know, send them checks like they're doing here in Canada to keep everybody afloat. Um, they were trying to sneak in some provision where they didn't have to accommodate people with disabilities still. So it's like, we're still considered a minor- uh, minority um, and it's still a struggle. Yeah. And it can go the opposite way sometimes where normally it's, it's enough of an issue to deal with this to, to for uh, like it's, it's an afterthought for people. But then when this is all going on as well, and they were thinking about all this stuff, then it might be some cases might be even more of an afterthought. Yep. Exactly. This, these are really stressful, intense times and, and people can still get left out. Because, yeah, we need um, to go online. We, we needed it before. We need it now. And we'll need it in the future. And um, so still, they're, 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 they have these systems for education to continue and things online that necessarily aren't necessarily um, accessible for blind people with their screen readers, like you said. And, and the, that you still feel like everybody's going through so much. This is not the time to talk about this when I'm thinking, why not? So that's why I'm bringing it up today. Yeah, and I bring it up to wine and be like, you know, no, it's just up. it's one of those things that just no matter what's going on, it's still something to be have to be aware of. You can't just be like, oh, it doesn't matter at all because right, there's more important things. And what people with disabilities are concerned about right now is just that we're still going to be an after- afterthought in so many areas. Um, again, like you, I'm trying to look on the optimistic side of things and hope that even when all this is calmed down, maybe the world will have learned a thing or two about how to conduct themselves in better ways for everyone, um, you know, not just certain people. So I have hope that that will be a thing. We can point to this time in history and say, well, we did it for that. You know, it's doable. Um, but people with disabilities still feel like they can, you know, people, poverty is, you know, an issue. So, you know, waiting for the government to come up with these plans to, to send everybody money, people who are part-time, people who are full-time, people who are, on contract or you know there's so many different ways people work the gig economy everything and everybody needs to be adapted to and that can be tricky so i don't you know i I feel for the government right now as much as we want them to do their best for everybody but um it sort of goes into an even more serious topic that we don't have time to get into fully today and it's it's a difficult one but also that you know when it comes to doc, um, the hospital situation and more and more people who are getting the virus and needing to be admitted um, for oxygen or, you know, God forbid, a ventilator, um, the disability community has been a little concerned that it's a tough thing to talk about, right? Like, you know, they're saying, well, 
we only may have a certain amount of ventilators. And um, so anybody over 70 who we're less likely to be able to save may have to be, you know, put, set aside and the ventilator given to someone younger with a better chance of survival. And that's a tough thing to talk about. And then it extends to the disability community. Like what kind of disability do you have or chronic condition where they'll say, well, we should really give this to somebody who's healthy or, and I don't think blindness is something that really falls into this category. Um, but yeah, it's one of those know. things that eventually you never know. And hopefully, yeah. And hopefully depending, which still isn't a good thing, but depending where you live, like you mentioned before, we're lucky to live in Canada compared to certain countries. And I, I'm, be curious to see how things are going with other countries too um, yeah i keep an eye on that yeah absolutely so that's a dark sort of a serious thing that's hard to talk about um but you know we on this show in particular i, I do want to thank anybody who might be listening who is on the front lines uh we are really grateful and i haven't really i haven't been t- you have heard about the, where a certain time of the day or in, in the evening a, you know a community will go out into their porches and their front lawns and bang their pots and pans and cheer for frontline workers. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I have heard of, I've heard of that as well. New York. So anyway, I haven't, I haven't done that, but um, you know, I did want to have this opportunity here on our show to thank anybody who might be listening. And it's also interesting to think, not that this is totally related, but Carrie and I growing up with our kidney, kidney disease and everything right. else, like we've been in hospitals quite a bit throughout our lives. So it's always been something that's really close to us and that we, we really appreciate so much and it means so much. Um, so now to see that all this other stuff going on and those, and those healthcare workers stepping up and doing all of this, um, all of this stuff is very, is very honorable and and important. And it's, um, yeah. yeah, it's really, really moving. Um, but yeah, no, that's the other thing about, I mean, it's been years for you. It was 2013 for me. It was 1997 that I had a transplant. But, you know, after transplant, you're told to stay isolated and not be around people. Yeah, like right after transplant, they do they do recommend for up to three months, I think, where they say try not to be in large crowds. I actually kind of thought I forgot about that. I knew like we had our immune systems are lower based on the medications that we take so that we are at a bit higher of a risk than than your average person. But I totally forgot about that, actually, about how after our transplants, they didn't want us because that especially after the kidney, you're at even higher risk because it's right after and your body is really adjusting. Whereas I've had this kidney for uh, coming up on seven years here and you've had yours for 23 years. So um, it's the risk is less, but it doesn't mean it's still not there. So, yeah, but I mean, you know, you feel for people who are on maybe chemo right now. Yeah, for sure. Where it's where it's it's severely affecting their immune system. Right after any any kind of organ transplant or anybody who was about to have a transplant, you know, I've heard stories about that. So, you know, this stuff is is part of our lives. So that's why I bring it up here on Outlook, because it's not just the blindness that we deal with. And I do want to sort of do the broader coverage of disability in general, which includes chronic illness of all kinds. But yeah, that's that's a that's a lot to talk about, right? And there's a lot going on. Um, I just wanted to sort of give a few areas of, of what's going on. Um, yeah, so we have a, we have a couple minutes left here on today's outlook. Um, yeah, I just wanted to you know again circle back to the isolation part. Um, that's why I wanted to continue to do outlook episodes. I don't you know we're not going to have one every week necessarily, but um, we're going to try our yeah, best. we'll try our best to get some. If not, we'll have repeats. But either way, we'll try yeah. to. Well, we got um, more over a year of repeats to choose from, so that's helpful. Um, in the, you know, the banks there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, anybody who's feeling isolated, um, you know, I can understand, understand how you feel. I am alone, you know, I live alone and, 
um, that can be difficult at any point. But right now, um, with everybody dealing with so much, um, everything is online and hopefully you can get online or, you know, get some help with that. But uh, if not, hopefully we um, being on the radio, you know, radio has been around long enough that hopefully most people know how to turn on their radio and maybe come across our show or this station. Yeah. And if anyone's listening who who is blind or or has any questions regarding this stuff or would like to speak about this stuff, feel free to, to contact us. I'm sure we could, we could uh, look into getting any opinions yeah, on the well, show. Um, right. You can, we know, you can we write know to us. We doing a journal, right? The journals of people in isolation, making a little project out of it. So we could do the sort of the same thing with Outlook. Yeah. So if anyone wants to reach us, you can find us at Outlook on Radio Western at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, reach out and yeah. um, we'll be back with other episodes in the weeks to come and we'll see how this all progresses. Yeah. None of it. us know. No, nobody knows. So um, we, we'll, we'll still be here for you every Monday at 11. So yeah, I guess that wraps up today's show for another week. So weird without headphones and, and sitting in front of that yeah, mic. Here. I'm sitting yep. here without you here, but uh, all right. All right, Carrie, we'll, we'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks for catching up this week, and have a good week, everybody. Yeah, thanks uh, for listening. Stay safe. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.